What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Kyle and Derek here with you for the How Not to Be a Youth Pastor podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Derek, how are you feeling this morning? I am feeling good. I have some congestion. Don't worry, I don't have the vid or anything like that. It's the out. big Rona got him again. You know what? I've had it once, and I don't plan to have it again. <laughs> Does anybody plan on this? I don't think this is like a chicken pox parties. Uh, when you're younger, like one kid has chicken pox and everybody goes and rubs their skin together so that you all get it. I'm going to age myself. Did you ever watch the chicken pox episode of Arthur? I did. Absolutely. Such a good show. Oh, my goodness. I love Arthur. Rip Arthur. I, it good. was Arthur and Magic School Bus for me. Ooh, Magic School Bus. Yep. I kind of forget. Well, what's, uh, what's the teacher's name? Uh, Miss Frizzle. I was going to say Miss Fritter, wow, but that, that was from Cal's from Cars, <laughs> so I was like, nope, that's not right. Man, we're pulling it pulling it out today. This is this is some random stuff. You know what? That's, that's how we it. roll. Our brain Magic is just... Magic school bus. Man, it's taking me back now. There's, there was like a baseball episode where they like played baseball in a book or something like that, if I remember that right. I don't know. It was It was weird. This is a perfect carbon copy example of what our brains look like on a daily basis. Yeah, this is unorganized thoughts. This is pretty randomness. much how to be a youth pastor. Yeah, <laughs> it works out well. It works out well. Love it. All right. Hey, quick question here to start today's episode. Uh, Derek, how much input do you get on a sermon before sharing it? A lot less than I get afterwards. Let's just say you get, that. get a lot of input on your sermons <laughs> yeah. after you give them. Not always, but <laughs> it's always interesting when you get emails the day after you preach. Sometimes they're really good and like, hey, that was awesome. We loved it. Sometimes uh, people like to pick it apart, which is they that both is have true. their merits. But um, as for input before a sermon on sharing it, honestly, not a whole lot. Not because I don't welcome it. I think I would love to get input on my sermons prior to preaching them. It's more so a matter of who do I send it to. I will say I get a lot of input from my wife, but which is like kind of unofficial. Um, I'll kind of let her know where I'm going, what I'm doing, sermon illustrations I'm using. And more often than not, just like a, yeah, that sounds good. Like it's, it's one <laughs> of those just like affirming like yeah. sounding boards. But uh, my wife is great about giving me some constructive feedback that can really make a sermon illustration or a sermon go to the next level. Yeah, same same here. You know, I I wish I got more uh feedback before or or input uh on sermons, but you know, right now it's it's just me uh here on staff and I don't have uh like a team like that. Every once in a while I will throw something out to uh like a core group of students uh that I know are you know are pretty solid and bought in and uh consistent and I'll I'll throw something to them like, "Hey, this is what I'm preaching on in a couple weeks. Do you have any questions about this or any thoughts on on this vein?" Um, you know, uh, sometimes I've got a couple leaders that, that I'll throw something out to as well. Um, but yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to do more. My wife, I, I will throw stuff by her and, uh, and she'll tell me that's an awful idea. Yep. You should, you should not preach about that because for this reason and that reason, and then I do anyway and it bombs. So, <laughs> Shocker. Uh, but see, here's the thing about, you mentioned emails, uh, on Monday mornings or Thursday mornings or whatever it is. That means people were listening at least. That is true. You that know, is if very, you very if you true. get if you get an email that's negative, they were still listening. A youth pastor's favorite thing. I was talking to one of my students about something random and like two weeks prior to me preaching a sermon, they talked about something I had mentioned, like something very obscure in my sermon. So it was kinda like a 
okay, so they are paying attention. This is good. You Makes know, you I'm, feel uh, good. I'm not s- preaching to a wall here. Yeah, that's always good. All right, hey, today we are going to be diving in to an episode on adult volunteers uh, within youth ministry. Uh, I don't know about any other youth pastors out there, but... I find it very, very difficult to do youth ministry without adult volunteers. You can't. It's literally impossible. It's literally... Well, no, it is possible, but you're going to max yourself out at like five kids. And burn out <laughs> in six months. <laughs> Pretty much. And so uh, we want to talk about you know some of the why... Like, why have adult volunteers? What are some of the roles uh, that adult volunteers might play in a youth ministry? We're going to talk about, uh, from the adult volunteer perspective, what are some, what are some of the ways that you can best support your youth pastor and you know what are the best ways to be an adult volunteer in a ministry and how do you find adult volunteers what are the best ways to you know select them bring them onto your team and equip them to uh to do ministry so the first question we're going to ask is why have adult volunteers in your youth ministry and the sarcastic answer is well duh why wouldn't you yeah uh but you know a, a student can never have enough good adult influences in their life uh, every single student, they might come from the most Christian, spirit-filled home you've ever seen in your life, and they can still benefit from having some adult volunteers uh, that are also great spiritual influences in their life. And and that's true for that side. It's also true for the other side. I've got I've had adult volunteers talk to me and say, you know, I don't I don't know if. If I can be effective, uh, youth ministry scares me. I'm not cool. I'm too old. Uh, those last two are literally every, almost oh, every yeah. single volunteer. 100%. I'm not cool enough or I'm too old yep. are, are the two excuses that I get. And they're normally synonymous. They think mm-hmm. because I'm old, I'm not cool. Yep, absolutely. Or I, I'm not cool, therefore I must be too old. Yep. Uh, <laughs> In that case, I must be old. I, yeah, that's true. I'm definitely not cool, so I must be too old. But we... I, I see students all the time who they don't get to grow up in that super solid Christian spirit filled house. And so, you know, if you are if you are forty or forty five and you think you're too old for youth ministry, that student does not have a parental like figure that is a solid spiritual role model in their life. Yep. If you are sixty five, seventy, seventy five and you think that you are too old for youth ministry, how many of our students do not have a spiritual grandparent in yep. their life? Like there is, if you're 21 and you think you're too young for youth ministry, like we got students that need a spiritual older brother or older sister. You know, somebody, there. there's so many of these different roles that adult volunteers can play in a student's yep. life. Oh yeah. Something that I tell, tell our leaders all of the time is something I learned the hard way. And when it comes to why you need adult volunteers on your team, you cannot outgrow what you can't maintain. So, like, we, for a long time, we were just capped at, like, we'd have a certain number of students. And even though we'd be seeing a whole bunch of new people coming in, they wouldn't necessarily stick around. Because at the time, there was only myself, my wife, and, like, one or two other adult volunteers. Now that we have a team of seven or eight people, they're reaching more students. They're connecting with more students. We've seen massive growth numerically and in depth because we can maintain a bigger group right. if you cannot reasonably maintain and touch students in, a, in an effective manner with enough leaders you're not going to be effective and to your point 
it was interesting. One night, I just decided to sit back with some of our, like, I started, you know, mentally, I started thinking about a bunch of our regular students. And I was looking at about 35 to 40 students who I would consider regulars. And of those 35 to 40, I would say only about seven of them have what I would consider a quote-unquote normal home life. Hmm. Two parents, both still married, not remarried, yeah, open to Jesus. Every other one either had a parent that was not active in their life, a person who was against church. And so it's just nice to have someone for these kids to connect with that's not mom or dad. Right, absolutely. And And from the adult volunteer side, you know, every Christ follower should be actively serving somewhere. Correct. And so, you know, youth ministry might be that spot. You don't have to be the f- perfect person in order to volunteer anywhere in the church. You know, do you have a heart for the next generation? Do you want to have some fun? Um, you know, there are there are a lot of different ways that we'll get into in a little bit where people can volunteer and and plug into a youth ministry and help out and make some awesome stuff happen. And so, uh, I would, you know, every single Christ follower should be serving somewhere. Youth ministry might be it. And, you know, for for us at our church and hopefully every youth ministry, you know, we're not trying to get 20% of the people to do 80% of the work. That's usually what ends up happening, but we're trying to fight against that. Correct. And what I mean by that is having 20% of your church doing 80% of the volunteering. You know, you got somebody that's on the worship team on Sunday mornings. They're on your uh, Wednesday night youth ministry team. They're on this team. They're on that team. They're on all of these other teams. Well, there's got to be more people uh, that you can reach out to uh, when you're looking for adult volunteers. And so the church body, absolutely. That is is place number one that I usually, uh, you know, look to when I'm looking for adult volunteers, which is constant. I did the math the other day. We've got like 20 adult volunteers on our team right now. I think I would feel comfortable adding another 11 or 12 uh, without blinking an eye and without feeling like we have too many. Oh, yeah. Which <laughs> which feels like a lot. Uh, but the church body is a great place to look for adult volunteers. Uh, parents of youth students, that's another great place to look for, for adult volunteers. And then community contacts, P- anybody that you might know in the community uh, in schools, in, in different sports that your students are involved in, they have coaches or uh, referees or you know administrators at the school, whatever it is that that might be interested in you know helping out. A lot of them probably have a heart for middle school and high school students if they are doing the jobs that they are doing in the schools or coaching or different things like that. Uh, but Derek, are there any other places you can think of? Those were the ones that that I kind of put down. But where else do you look for adult volunteers? Even your own personal contacts. You know, I think of we have a lot of friends who uh, maybe are younger than us who are currently going to a place like North Central or Bethel, and they're in college right now studying to do ministry. Have them, have them come along. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like a formal internship. It's not anything like that, but just it's experience for them to do that. Um, you know, even for some people, they have their family. Like I, I was just talking to my wife last night, a really good friend of mine, uh, he's a youth pastor in Sartell, and his mom is one of their youth leaders. Like I thought that, that was so cool that his mom was following his leadership. I thought, what mm-hmm. a cool way of, of just talking about what we're talking about. And, uh, you know, so I would just kind of wrap this up with saying, 
there is no set mold of what an adult volunteer and youth minister needs to look like. They could be 20. They could be 80. They could be super charismatic and outgoing and awesome. They could be very shy and very reserved. Like there is, there is a place in every ministry for every type of person and personality because that person can reach students that the youth pastor or the core team might not be able to get to. Yeah, and you mentioned the uh, the youth pastor who has his mom serving alongside of him. It just makes me think that if that was the case for me, I'd have to severely alter some of my sermons because like, there are things that I could say in my sermon like, oh, no, my mom doesn't know about that. So I should, <laughs> I should not put life. that in there. <laughs> you know, all the things you did growing up uh-huh. as a kid that your parents, you don't think your parents don't know. know about still. And you're like, I, I don't want to put that in the sermon now. Uh, but the other intervention for you, Kyle. Exactly. <laughs> I hope my mom doesn't listen to this podcast. I hope she does, but maybe just not this episode. Yeah. Uh, but the other, real quick, the other one that gets tricky when it comes to adult volunteers, but it can be done, would be former students. Yeah. That have graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if if they're sticking around, maybe they are. You know, going to college in the area. They started working in the area. Uh, they don't know what they're going to do next in the area. Uh, you know turning around and and helping out within the youth ministry they just graduated from uh, can be a really good step for them. You know, I will say that I I have seen that not go well. Yep. Uh you know, it's it depends very much on the student. A lot of times taking even like a 6-month gap between being a student and a leader can be very very beneficial. But if if you are a student and you have, you know, you're a se- graduating senior and you have a lot of solid friendships uh, still with under underclassmen in the youth ministry, if you come back as a leader, typically I will channel them toward middle school students. Yep. Uh, and, and, you know, have them pouring into middle school students. But if you come back and you're just hanging out with your friends that are now juniors and seniors and you're not, you know, there to pour into the students that you're supposed to be pouring into. Yeah then you know that can that can blur some lines a little bit well even from the student standpoint it's hard for them to see a former student as a leader because Mm -hmm. for so long they've seen them as a peer right and that's a tough transition for a student to make which is why to your point going to a younger demographic a middle school type scene helps both the leader to Mm -hmm. step into that leadership with confidence and boldness but it also helps the students see them and respect them as their leader, not as a peer, which yeah, yeah, absolutely helps a ton. Absolutely. So how do you bring these adult volunteers onto your team? We found some adult leaders that we want to bring onto our team. Now what? And the first piece of advice that I would give you is be picky. Um, I have never found success just throwing out a blank invitation and saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to make an announcement on a Sunday morning. We need volunteers in our, in our youth ministry. Uh, you know, a lot of times the people that will respond to that either a don't know where they fit and they see an opportunity and that's not actually where they should be. You know, there's, they might be gifted in other ways or their passions are in other areas that they could, they could volunteer better somewhere else. Or you get those people that always volunteer for everything. And now you're just burning out the same volunteers over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've found more success with uh, personal invitations, me going up to somebody specifically and saying, hey, this is what I see in you. Have you ever thought about getting involved uh, and serving with our youth ministry? Yeah. And then fighting through the I'm not cool enough and I'm too old yeah. <laughs> stigma right. and, then, and then taking the conversation from there. But 
uh i yeah be be picky too because these people are spiritually leading the kids that are in your ministry and you know there there is a little bit of a difference sometimes between volunteering as a greeter on a sunday morning at the front door and volunteering as an adult volunteer within a youth ministry mm-hmm. there's a little bit more spiritual weight uh, yeah. there that you know the brand new christian that has no idea what they're doing uh you know you it, volunteering in youth ministry might some, be something that you see in them over time yeah and it's to your point about the blank invitation and being picky someone might approach you and ask to be on the youth ministry team and it kind of goes back to our episode previously about the art of saying no you might have to say no and you might have to say yep. hey i really appreciate you reaching out let me let me consider let me think about it you know and if you feel like you have valid concerns that might be something they can work on sure have that conversation but there are just certain people that i've had to say no to because they just ne- don't necessarily fit with what's going on and I just quite honestly don't want them to burn out and they're doing so many other things. I have to tell them no because it's like you're too valuable and I care about you too much as a person to put you into this ministry with me. Yeah, and one way to kind of ease into that might be, you know, to have a trial period of sorts with with new adult volunteers coming onto your team where, you know, not every adult is going to be a fit and and like Derek said, you have to be willing to say no. And so you can kind of create this trial period uh, as a buffer where, okay, you know, you, you might have some, some concerns, but you know, it's, it's not an immediate red flag. No. And God has been known to surprise before. So you can like, let's say, Hey, you know, get, you know, let's get you plugged in. And after, you know, two, three, four, six, eight weeks, whatever you determine that trial period is for me, it's usually about three or four weeks. Yep. Let's re, you know, let's meet again and sit down and kind of talk about how this is going, whether or not this is this is a good fit. And setting that expectation beforehand, you know, setting the expectation that that this is a three or four week trial period at the beginning of it, you know, helps that conversation go much, much better after three or four weeks, especially if it is not a fit. And it gives them an out too as well. It Absolutely. might be one of those things where they think this might be really fun and a really good fit and they're all committed, they're all done. But they might, I've had this before where it's like they really want it to work and they really want to be a part. But in reality, they get in, they see what really goes on and they're like, you know what, this is just not for me. Yet they don't want to let us down as the -hmm. the youth pastor. And so having that mutual understanding of we're going to try this out gives both of you an out and both of you are protected and the expectation up front, I think, really sets everybody up for success. Yeah, set that expectation up front. Share your heart with them up front. Here is, here's what I am passionate about with our youth ministry. Here are some of the things that we have going on. Here's my expectation of our adult volunteers, both in how they act and, and their character and the time commitment that, that you're signing up for. You know, it, it is important that your adult volunteers understand that this is a commitment. Uh, there might be different levels to that commitment for individual volunteers where one of them you might say, hey, if I can get you once a month, that's still a win for me. And there might be others where if you can't be here, you know, three out of the four Wednesdays in a month, then maybe this isn't working. Yeah. Uh, but setting expectations up front is is absolutely a must when it comes to bringing the adult volunteers uh, onto your team. Derek, I want to ask you, 
because every youth ministry structures everything a little bit differently. Every youth ministry organizes their adult volunteers a little bit differently. And so you you mentioned earlier you have adult volunteers. Yep. Uh, because you have more than five kids yep. <laughs> and you're not burnt out after mm-hmm. six months. Uh, what does your adult leadership team look like? What what roles do you have adult volunteers helping out in and what, what does that all look like? Yeah, so I am I am very intentional about trying to make sure our adult volunteers are fulfilling a role that is helpful to the ministry as a whole. But for two, it's something they enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. It's one thing for me to say, hey, you know, you're a big dude and you're authoritative. So I'm going to put you in terms of our security. They might they might want to do something differently. And so like what I have done is coming into this year, I had one on ones and I still need to do it with one one more couple. But having a one on one conversation, to your point, sharing the heart, sharing the vision, but then asking them where do you see yourself fitting in our ministry? And for them, it almost kind of establishes some ownership for them of what they want to do. So here's here's kind of some of the big things that our, our, our leaders do. Um, I like to have one of our adult leaders running sound because the reality is it's a very expensive soundboard and there are a lot of buttons and a lot of things can go very wrong Amen. very fast. You know, so uh, they, they run uh, the soundboard. Um, I also have them, uh, greeting. I think it's very helpful because the reality is on a Wednesday, I am around, I'm interacting with students, I'm high-fiving, I'm jumping into the Gaga ball pit, I'm doing all this other stuff that's going on. And so the reality is to have somebody that's welcoming them, that is, you know, there to just kind of smile and do all that other stuff is really, really good. Uh, and the other part that I've done, um, this year is I try to, make sure normally we love to do games at our youth ministry and normally i was the one who kind of just pioneered that but i'm trying much more intentionally to get our leaders on the microphone up front interacting with the students yeah because it gets them comfortable with them and it just it again i don't want to be superman to these kids i don't want to be jesus himself i want to just be a mouthpiece for God to move and to show them that like our leaders are just as important as I am. And the last piece that I would just say, because I know you have a, you have a bunch of other roles when it comes to roles for adult volunteers, be willing to get creative with how you utilize your leaders, mm-hmm. utilize them in your strengths. I, I, I have one specific leader who she has told me, you know what? I don't necessarily love to be up front, but I pray for our kids all the time on before Wednesdays during the week. And for one, I said, thank you. Like, that's amazing. I love that. But a good friend of mine, another youth pastor encouraged me, he goes, get them involved in a unique way. So like, honestly, her role on a Wednesday outside of hanging out with students, greeting all that other stuff. When the sermon is going on, she sits in the back and just prays to herself and prays for the message. And it is so cool when we're getting into just these really powerful moments and I look back across my students, you know, and, and they're engaged, they're, they're pressed in, and then the very back is my leader praying. Like, mm-hmm. it is an instant boost of confidence knowing the Spirit's moving, God's moving, and He's going to do something really, really cool right here. And that, for us, has just been a huge, huge game changer. Put people in roles that they will succeed, that they are strong at, and be willing to get creative with it. 
I love it. Yeah, we there's there's so many different ways uh, that you can get adults involved. For us in our youth ministry, you know, we we have a lot of adults involved because we uh, break out into we call them our connected groups. Yep. Uh, each Wednesday night, and so at the at the tail end, most of the time it's at the tail end of each Wednesday night. Uh, we'll break out. We've got you know grades or uh, groups organized by by grade and by gender, and so we've got whoops just smacked my microphone that probably came across real well uh <laughs> we've got adults in each one of these groups uh overseeing each group as i call them connect group leaders yep. and they are in charge of the of facilitating the discussion in that group i i encourage them not to lead the discussion right yep. we want it to be a student-led discussion but they are in charge of facilitating that discussion and you know asking some questions and you know throwing out thoughts hey what about this what about that just to kind of get the ball rolling a little bit um but not every single one of our adult volunteers is comfortable in that role uh not every one of them uh you know can commit to that because we also encourage those adult or those connect group leaders you know hey jump into if there is a if you got three kids in your group that are on the same soccer team you know try to get to one of their games Mm -hmm. you'll bring some of the other kids in your group with you and you guys can go watch this game together now you have half your connect group there uh but not everybody can can give that level of commitment and and we have a limited number of connect because we only have one connect group leader per connect group and so we also have you know we call them adult volunteers is kind of the other you know, big chunk of volunteers that we have where they're a little bit more flexible. Uh, on Wednesday nights, they might, you know, they might float around one week they're in this connect group, one week they're in a different connect group, just kind of helping out and, and being a second adult in that group. Uh, if we have a connect group leader that can't be there on a Wednesday night, we'll have one of our adult volunteers step in and fill that role uh, for that week. But then, like Derek said, there's other ways that we can get some of our adult volunteers involved in more specialized roles like, you know, hey, these these two adult volunteers, you guys are in charge of the game each week and and get being in front of students, hearing a voice other than our own. Uh, and and just hyping everybody up and, and having fun and building relationships, building connections with kids. Uh, you know, for us, we have uh, a couple that runs our youth worship team. And so they are, you know, they're in charge of worship every week. I'm working with them to, you know, to put the set together and, you know, put a team together and all of that stuff, the, the sound booth and everything like that. One of the other ones, and I'm going to I'm gonna throw out the bat signal on this one, because this is actually an adult volunteer role that I am in need of right now. You ready for this? Uh-oh. I love food. Hey, Amen. Uh, Who so doesn't? And so I'm looking for an adult volunteer to be a personal chef to me. Uh, no, <laughs> that's not true. I actually, I really enjoy cooking for myself, but uh, we do a we do training meetings uh, with mm-hmm. which, which I'm going to get to in a second here. We, we do training meetings every single month with our adult volunteers where uh, you know, it's, it's relevant training that, that is stuff that they can use uh, both within our youth ministry and, you know, in their, with their families uh, just in their own personal relationship with God. I hope that these are things that they, that equip and empower them. Uh, but we always meet after it's the first Sunday of the month, uh, after the Sunday morning services, we will order in lunch and, and we will eat and we will discuss and we will talk and we will train. And it, our team is growing to the point where, you know, ordering, uh, you know, food from Jimmy John's yep. or, or wherever it is, 
uh, is a little bit more expensive. Sure. And so, man, I was, I don't know why it took me six years in youth ministry to figure this out, but man, it'd be awesome to have a, just an adult that makes lunch yep. for our adult volunteers once a month. Yep. Uh, so that's my bat signal. Uh, if anybody knows of anybody, uh, in our church or in our area that, uh, that likes to make food, I'm in. But, uh, anyways, that, that's, that's kind of our adult volunteers, you know, for Derek's church and for, for our church, kind of some of the roles that we have adult volunteers in. Uh, but I want to talk Derek about equipping our adult volunteers because I touched on this a little bit. Like we do this, this monthly, uh, training, uh, with our adult volunteers, uh, you know, I also, I love to communicate on a weekly basis with our yeah. adult volunteers. Uh, I have an email that I'll send out each week. You know, here's what's going on this week. Here's the order of service. Here are some connect group questions that might spark some discussion yeah. uh, in your connect groups. Uh, I'm also a big fan of the app group me. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we have a group me discussion with all of our adult volunteers in there. Uh, and so weekly communication, monthly training, and then yearly celebration, yeah. uh, is, is the third one that I will throw in there, man. It is, it can be taxing and it can be a time commitment to, you know, volunteer in a youth ministry. And so being purposeful about thanking your adult volunteers uh, and celebrating what God has done, uh, in your youth ministry is really, really important. Yeah. And I would just say when it comes to to any any whether it's weekly, monthly, yearly, one of the best things we can do to honor and appreciate all of our adult volunteers is to respect their time. You know, like the, Absolutely. the reality is, we are being paid to be here. We are being paid to equip and empower our leaders, which we're doing. And I think that's I, I do all the same stuff. So I'm not saying any of this is wrong. I am just saying when it comes to these trainings when it comes to the weekly communication, I like to be succinct, prepared, mm -hmm. personal, and just really making this like something that we can do efficiently. And I'm not saying we skimp or do any of that, but the the way that I can honor my leaders the best is to come ready, prepared for what I want to talk about and just let it be. Um, for us, something I also like to do, and especially if you're a part of a smaller church context, um, for you, you have to use like 20 some leaders and you're looking ideally to add like another 11 or so. I mean, we're always, I don't know any youth ministry that has enough adult Correct. volunteers. Like, oh, you're like yeah. oh, no, I don't need any more. <laughs> no, you, we can always use more, but something that is a little bit more difficult in larger churches, whereas I have, um, seven or eight is something that my wife and I strive to do is to have one-on-ones with each of mm -hmm. our leaders throughout the year. Yeah. Not for either business purposes, purely just to hang out, get mm -hmm. to know them. Um, you know, just we we want to develop relationships with our adult volunteers if we possibly can. Like we don't yeah. want to just utilize them in a role, and, and and that's all good. But we want to get to know them as people, get to know them as Christ followers, get to know them as parents, and whatever it is that they uh, defines them. You know, just just equipping them is getting to know them, you know. So just so you know where we're at with stuff, um, you know, I text my leaders. I have a big group chat similar to GroupMe um, every Wednesday. I also will prepare a rubric or not a rubric. And I'm I'll, sorry, what? A I, I, there's a there's a whole side story to why I just have, said rubric. You have like a college course that yeah. you take your, yeah. take your adult volunteers through. Man, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, no, we have a, we have an outline. So every every Tuesday or Wednesday morning, I send out a 
here's what we're doing for a game tonight. Mm-hmm. Here's what the response is going to look like. And then within that, I have each of our volunteers' names and what I have them doing for roles. Week to week, it's almost identical. But if there's something unique, uh, hey, I need you to make sure there's enough pens and sticky notes for, for the response time. Can you make sure you're on that? That helps them big time. Uh, and that has been a huge game changer for us. And something I'm looking to do this year, which would be new, is to do an adult volunteer retreat. Uh, there you go. Which would be, you know, this kind of accomplishes it, It'd be a training tool. It'd be a good way of sharing your heart, sharing your vision. Uh, hey, what's how can we come together and, and, and improve this? But also at the same time, a way of saying thank you to them. Mm-hmm. Like uh, They wouldn't pay for any of it. The meals would be covered. The lodging would be covered. It would just be a way of us saying thank you for your investment. We want to create a space for you to relax and recharge. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we've we actually done, uh, when I first started, we did a, a youth leader retreat every fall, and it, we basically you know outgrew it logistically. Uh, you know, having, yeah. having 20 adult volunteers is, is a lot, yeah. uh, to do something like that, but it was, it, you're right. It's a, it's a phenomenal way to connect as you like bring a bunch of games and just play games together. Yep. Uh, you know, play charades, play, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to shamelessly plug hashtag, not a sponsor cards. Christians like you love that phenomenal game. game. It's hilarious. Uh, you know, find ways to, to play games with each other and just relax with each other. You can, you can throw a little bit of teaching and training in there as well. Yeah. Uh, but a weekend away like that, or just a night away like that can really build relationships within your adult volunteer team. And, and when that team is solid and when that team really grasps the vision, uh, for what you, uh, are shooting for as a youth pastor and, and what God wants to do in your youth ministry, that's when, you know, your, your ministry is really going to go to the next level. Uh, your students are going to see how much your adult volunteers love hanging out with each other and, and they, and how much the adult volunteers love hanging out with them as students. And, and that's going to start to be contagious. And that's also going to be something that other adults are going to notice and say, Oh man, I want a part of that. I want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of that youth ministry and, and that just that camaraderie that they have together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, you know, any way that you can equip your adult volunteers. And that's the other thing too, is as a, as a youth pastor, you know, you don't have, unfortunately, you know, you might get to the point where you don't have time to spend one-on-one with every single student. Correct. And so the ceiling of your youth ministry is going to be capped by, you know, the capacity of your adult volunteers. And I tell our adult volunteers all the time, my prayer is that our youth ministry is not capped by our adult volunteers capacity like we want to be continually growing as adults uh in order to continue to lead these students uh, where god wants to take them 100 percent. so adult volunteers man that was a lot i want to take a little bit of time here at the end of this episode to talk about from the adult volunteers perspective derek what's the best way that i can support my youth pastor i'm an adult i'm i'm volunteering on uh, you know, the, the team, uh, at, at my church, I'm volunteering within the youth ministry at my church and I want to be the best adult volunteer that I can be. I would say step one, uh, you know, listen to the, how not to be a youth pastor podcast. Oh yes, for <laughs> sure. And, and, uh, just glean the very little wisdom that we have. Very little. Um, but I love the concept of smile down, frown up. 
uh, you know, if there are issues that that come up within your youth ministry, if you see something wrong as a volunteer, this this is true of pretty much everything in your life. Mm-hmm. Smile down, frown up. If, if there's an issue, right, or, or if something is wrong, the people that are below you in the organization, you know, within a youth ministry, that would be students uh, or even parents, right? You are, you're defending your youth pastor. You are defending the, uh, the process, you, you know, oh no, it's, and, and you're not trying to sugarcoat things and just deny that things are wrong, but you're not complaining about the youth pastor to the students. Correct. If there's an issue, right, we're taking that to the person above us in the organization, in the hierarchy of, of the organization. We're going to the youth pastor and saying, Hey, this is an issue that I'm seeing. I'm I'm not complaining down. I'm complaining up, which is a biblical concept, by the way. That's probably where I got it. Probably, you know, and that that just is straight up. It's it. The Bible is so clear about if you have an issue with something, go to the source. But yep. even beyond that is submitting to leadership, and that submission to leadership is not just saying, "Well, I'm taking this without any any pushback." It's purely a, even though internally I might disagree with how this is happening. I'm still verbally and physically supporting my youth pastor to those below me. And I have enough gumption to go to the youth pastor and talk about my yep. issues. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That's, that's a must communicating. Uh, we like that as youth oh, pastors. We, you cannot communicate enough. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, like, Hey, I mean, you know, Hey, I can't be here this Wednesday. I got the X, Y, and Z going on. Uh, you know, we, we're not at least, you know, myself and hopefully Derek are not sitting here like taking attendance with the perspective of if you don't hit a certain number, then hellfire is going to rain down yep. on you as a volunteer in right. my youth ministry. And I'm going to pummel you into the ground. Yep. No, like we, but it's helpful for us to know which adults are going to be there and which are not so that we kind of have an idea of, okay, I need to focus my attention a little bit more in this area because I know that these two adult volunteers aren't going to be here this week. Yeah. Uh, it also, like Derek mentioned earlier, the idea of, you know, I, I, maybe this isn't a good fit for me as an adult volunteer, but I don't want to let the youth pastor down. And usually how I see that playing out is they just stop showing up and stop responding Mm -hmm. to anything, but they don't tell you that they're not going to be a volunteer anymore. It just kind of fizzles out. Man, be honest. Yeah. Oh, Have yeah. the conversation and say, hey, I don't think this is a fit for me. Because you want to know what? That's going to benefit everybody. When it comes to being honest with feedback, your your connect group, small group, whatever you have, your adult volunteers that are interacting with your students are naturally going to have an ear to the ground and are going to be hearing things that you as a youth pastor might not be hearing. You're going to be hearing things they don't like. You're going to be hearing things that they you know, don't necessarily want, uh, have your leaders share that because the reality is if they're, if they're hating small groups and they loathe that and they're not coming because of that, that's something I'd want to know as a youth pastor. If they're hating the way I communicate or I'm going too long or I'm going too short or I'm doing whatever, students are not going to, I mean, it's not impossible, but very, very rarely are students going to go up to that youth pastor. No, it's impossible. Yeah. it, It literally isn't like they will not, but Odds are they might offhandedly mention it to a leader. And so you as the leader, instead of feeling like, you know what, like I don't want to share this with Derek or Kyle because this might hurt their feelings, like 
please don't like like please come share it with us because we want this to be something we can improve on and yeah we want to get better yeah that's not going to happen without honest feedback this is i'm going to challenge any anybody in leadership that is still listening to this episode i'm going to i'm going to issue a really big challenge to you and it's going to be super uncomfortable one of the things that i do with our adult volunteers is twice a year you know, I'll, I'll do one coming up here uh, in December, and then I'll do another one at the end of the school year in May. I will send out two surveys to my adult volunteers. One of them, you know, they're they're putting their name on it, and, and it's questions like, you know, what is your name? Uh, where are you currently volunteering? Are you happy where you're volunteering? Uh, you know, what do you see God doing uh, in our youth ministry right now? Uh, I'll give them a space like, hey, give a shout out to another youth leader that you see God moving in or, you know, that you just think they're doing a really good job. And then I'll share those shout outs with the youth leader that that received the shout out. But the other survey is anonymous. And the other survey is, hey, what can we be doing better uh, as a youth ministry? What are ways that I as a youth pastor can better support you as an adult volunteer? Yeah. And it's super uncomfortable, but. It doesn't, I am a very firm believer that it doesn't matter how, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how transparent you are as a leader. You're always going to get more honest feedback in an anonymous survey than you are having people come and talk to your face. Oh yeah. As frustrating as it is as a leader, that's just how it is. And so I, I like to give people that space to, you know, they don't have to, and sometimes the way that they answer like they're not hiding who they are. And, you know, it'll be like, you know, me and my husband so-and-so really feel like, I'm like, well, you that defeats the point of an yeah, anonymous right. service. But if they feel comfortable doing that, then, you know, more power yeah. to them. That's, that's even more awesome that, yep. you know, they're okay saying it even though they know that I know who they are. Yep. But having that avenue where they can give the most honest feedback possible is going to make you a better leader. It's going to make your youth ministry better because you're taking honest feedback and turning it into a you know for lack of a better phrase a better product yeah you're you're improving the value and the overall effectiveness of your ministry and you know as an adult volunteer if you hear students saying oh yeah i don't like this or this is awkward or whatever if you're not passing that information along yeah you're right the student might not pass it along do you want to know what they will do eventually leave yeah because right. they don't like this, and if it doesn't get addressed, then they might walk out the door. Yep. And so if you're if you are passing that along, and we're taking steps to improve this, that might change that student's perspective. And it's your responsibility as the youth pastor to take that honest feedback, and not take it personally, but right. to see it objectively. Yep. And to genuinely chew on it, process it, and proceed forward. Because the reality is you are still the leader, you know? And like some people, everyone's gonna have a different perspective. And so you need to be secure in yourself enough to know that this feedback is not because they hate me. It's not because they think I'm a poor leader. It's just something that will make us better. And at the same time, hearing those and fielding those and still chewing on them and not just immediately applying them. They might have some feedback that they don't see things the way they don't see the full picture. Therefore that's their perspective. I'm not saying you should just completely disregard feedback, but at the same time, I think there is merit in accepting that feedback and not just immediately applying it to your ministry context, Mm -hmm. taking the time to process. Yeah, absolutely. 
But you know, last thing I would just say, as an adult volunteer, a part of a youth ministry, the best way you can support your youth pastor is purely to take that initiative, buy in, take ownership of this ministry. You are not just helping out the youth pastor. You are investing into the lives of the students. Like, take that initiative. Take ownership of it. Don't just see it as an obligation to your youth pastor. See it as an obligation to really serve the Lord and to really put your part and put your input in on the kingdom to impact kids and impact students. And and as a youth pastor, I can tell you when I see my leaders just getting it, doing things without me having to ask, interacting with students, going to that kid who's sitting by himself, doing the things that I really want them to do without me having to ask, to me shows that they're bought in, they get it, they're all in on the vision, and they are making their impact. And it is the most life-giving, free feeling to just see your, your leaders doing ministry. It's awesome. Absolutely. From the bottom of our heart, like adult volunteers make ministry happen. Yep. And we're so thankful, you know, I I have the best team of adult volunteers. No, ever. I have the best team. Well, no, I have the best team. So, <laughs> uh, for the next hour and a half of this episode, Derek and I are going to argue about whose volunteers are better. We'll compare and person to person. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna name names and uh, and give attributes that we like and don't like. And yeah, that would be the weirdest episode ever. And then and then we'll compare and like we might we might do some trades like fantasy football Ooh, trades. Nice, you know, like hey. I'll give you this guy and his wife for, you know, that couple. Interesting. Inter- yeah, it strengths and, you know, I'm, I got too many leaders that are strong in this area, so I'm going to trade some of them away to yeah. your ministry. Sure. For, yeah, we do not advocate this. We need to end this episode. Maybe we should this edit this out right now. Anyways, hey, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you know, reminder, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and give us a like, a follow, a five-star review. Five-star review. Those are very important. Uh, I believe that we are 100% at one-star reviews so far, so a five-star review would be great. That would be awesome. Uh, I'd really jump appreciate it. up to three immediately. Really appreciate our first one. Uh, how not to be a youth pastor at gmail.com. If you guys want to reach out to us with any questions, comments, concerns, constructive criticism, or unconstructive criticism, we will take it all. Bring it on. Um, all right. I'm going to go down to the local prison and find some new adult volunteers. Goodbye. Goodbye.